This is why we don't sleep at night. <laughs> what? What? Why sleep when we can figure out how to get away from a sky predator when you're just falling? Like what? <laughs> Welcome to Casuals of Runeterra, episode 48. I'm your host, Ryan, here with your other host, Hetch. And everybody hop on the hype train! <laughs> Woo! You new and this cards. hype train. Dude, like, new it, cards! <laughs> it's, it's like the train of Busan. You're constantly on it. <laughs> he lives on the hype train. Uh, and I'm bringing the zombies, all right? Like, <laughs> it's not like potato salad. You know what I'm saying? By the way, I'll bring the zombies, man. Like, I, I, like, I'm gonna get pooped on by the entirety of the southern states because everyone is always telling you it's like if you're going, if you actually get invited to a family cookout, you don't, you don't show out. You just show up. You come with paper plates or paper cups. Don't try to do anything extra. And here I am with the hype train, the train of boost on zombies. I, I, I'm just breaking all the rules today. <laughs> <laughs> well, one rule we never break is housekeeping. Um, so up top, as always, you can listen to us everywhere. Follow us on TikTok for some clips. Uh, YouTube as well for clips. Uh, but follow Twitter mainly because that's how you keep up to date on the episodes. It's the easiest way. That's at Podcast Core, as Podcast C-O-R, and the email at the same name if you want to contact us about anything. And then leave a like, follow, short review. Um, we do have a, a review up with the six stars that we've mentioned, so people are following the rules. Keep Our up absolute the trend. hero. Our yeah. absolute hero. Keep up the trend. <laughs> and with the trend, tell a friend to take a deep dive below the sands and listen to the Casuals of Runeterra podcast. <laughs> Yeah, and if uh, anyone's listening to that, uh, spoiler to our Noxus fans, we're sorry. <laughs> Are we? Are we? Spoiler season, hype train, bring the zombie. <laughs> right. it's, listen, they had to know. It's like it's like an abusive relationship. You have to leave. Stop yeah. coming back. Bro, bro. <laughs> you know I had to do it to him. You know I had to do it to him. Right, what what you been playing? What you been playing? So state of the game. Um, I'm still playing Sharvin. It's because we're you know obviously we're talking about one of the reveal champions for this new small set coming up. So with that, obviously a lot of things are going to change. I'm not in the space of really doing a bunch of tweaking or brewing at the end of a set meta. So I'm just going to wait, keep playing Sharvin, and try to see where I can get before everything rotates. Get my standard platinum and then call it a call it a season move on what about you uh i i too am also in that same boat of not wanting to brew too much because uh, i'm already just thinking about these new cards uh, at the point of recording we've gotten a nice a nice decent handful of spoilers at this point uh so that's all my brain can think about so i have been in the lab which i know i've been a belly aching to you with how dumb i am because it's just like man i i can't tell I can't tell that like, everyone knows that Malphite's bad, but I can't tell if Malphite's just that bad or if I'm that dumb with how long I've been playing these lab games. But I finally got like the my card back. So like winning with like everybody to get the card back. So that mm -hmm. was nice. Uh, and 
the last one that I did was Irelia, which made me feel smarter again because I cleared that one on my first run. And I'm like, okay, good. Maybe I'm not as dumb. Maybe Malphite just is that bad. Riot, please. <laughs> Congrats on your card back. You deserve Woo! it, man. You're a grinder. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> so this episode is going to be a little unique, uh, a lot shorter than our other episodes, and we'll get into reasons why. Uh, but deep sand diving with Rek'Sai, the queen herself. Um, yeah, this one, you know, we got a lot of cards revealed with this. Um, and we're making this episode as soon as possible to get it to you guys uh, so we can get some lore stuff out there. The, t the, the caveat here, though, is <laughs> Rek'Sai doesn't have much lore. Uh, and we'll get into the reasons why. But as always, we start with spells and followers. So, like, what spell you got for us? All right. So as far as uh, the spell, it's going to be obviously some nice spoiled cards. And we're going to be looking at the unique spell for Rek'Sai. Um, well, not fully unique but you you get it uh yeah. so it's gonna be the call the pack so call the pack is a burst speed spell two mana that has the new keyword mechanic which is lurk all right so the lurk mechanic is if a card with lurk is on top of your deck when you attack the lurk triggers and all lurkers, which is a new creature type, will get plus one attack. So as, as it has to, a card with lurk has to be on top. Uh, this is the voyeurism of Runeterra. They they just creep in over there. Right? <laughs> so th now uh, it is the mechanic that buffs the attack. But interestingly enough, this is a spell with lurk, so that's already kind of cool. Um, and this spell is on to play it so on the play put a card from hand on top of your deck and then create two random lurker followers in hand um so we haven't gotten all of the lurker followers yet or i'm assuming we haven't yet because we're still in spoiler season but we are seeing that the lurker cards are going to be coming from sharima and bilgewater <laughs> Um, so even if with this spell, even if you're not playing only in those two regions, you're likely to get, uh, um, some Bilgewater cards doing that. Uh, and the nice thing with this spell that everyone's already theory crafting on is since it is uh, burst speed and putting a card back onto your deck, it's a way to kind of tutor the lurk mechanic. You're not ever going to be a bricking if you have this card in your hand and, and the two spell mana. Um, and especially since it's boosting your attack, everyone's already theory crafting that it's going to be a very aggressive play style. Um, so we're looking at aggressive, like aggressive decks, mid range. I doubt that this is going to be too control like, um, when we get to the point where we see Pike, maybe we'll see some more control elements, but this one is very much aggro, but you know, if we're thinking aggro two mana boosting attack damage and essentially drawing two cards i can't think of an aggro deck that's going to be upset about that i i think every aggro deck is like yes please i need more of this yeah aggro is always um happy when they're spoiled with scaling if you allow us to be aggressive but also scale properly throughout the game we're going to tip our hat to you absolutely yeah. 
Maladies. Maladies. <laughs> Malurkers. Malurkers. That's terrible. That's a bad joke. All right, I'll start working on the meme. We'll see if we can get that, we get that mass produced. Oh, my God. And make sure that we put a dumpy stamp on the hat that he tips. <laughs> Dumpy stamp still being worked on. Uh, <laughs> Listen, we're a two-man show here. We'll get it done. All right. Well, we, we're, we've just ruined our whole podcast just like that. <laughs> um, I, this, I, like you said, though, like the ability to scale for aggro is fantastic. So, you know, for our purposes on the show, the only downside is that we don't have our nice lore yet. But that is just kind of a part of Rek'Sai. Rek'Sai is a little bit of everywhere. But this picture, like the the card art on this, already kind of gives you that the feel of what they want Lurk to feel like, which is there's just it's all those little void minions just crawling out of a hole from under you. And if I grew up watching all of the Worms movies, yep, Tremors, uh, yeah, the Tremors. So I I I grew up watching Tremors one multiple times and and two and three. Um, yeah, yeah, nightmare fuel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely one of the scary moments of my childhood for real. Uh, and and you know one of the biggest uh, tremors right here uh, is the follower that we got. Yeah, so let's take a look at Xerxareth, the Under Titan. Um, yeah, if Rexai is a great the, title. If Rexai isn't the worm from Tremors. Xerxareth, the Under Titan. That's got it. Like I, I, you could see this busting out from under like a WWE like wrestling <laughs> ring, and just like yeah, crowd just erupts. Stone Cold, the Undertaker's son, the Under Titan, <laughs> the Under Titan. <laughs> uh, so the Xerxareth is a five mana two six um, with lurk. Uh, so a little. Technically a little understated as far as for the five mana range, but uh, you know if you get the the ratio looking at two six, you already know the stamp is get it coming out of its case, and we're looking <laughs> at this card. Um, now the effect that Xerxareth has is on the attack. If I have eight plus power, give me fearsome, overwhelm, and spell shield this round. So. That is this. This is a lot to work around technically because you want to be lurking a lot, so you want to make sure that you're getting these lurk tri triggers. If this is happening only off of your lurk triggers, this is going to be six times that you trigger um, before you get that effect, and then otherwise the effect works like Sivir, where it's not happening until you declare your attack. And then after declaring your attack, it's kind of burst speed. Like they can't react after you commit to your attack. But th those points aside, me being the naysayer aside, holy cow. Like if you're triggering that attack, that, that this could potentially be a finisher, which is nice to see at a five mana slot. And with this round being attached to it means it can trigger multiple times. So oh. if, if you're in control... I think I think Hesh just climaxed. <laughs> <laughs> it's the yeah, grog in him. Hey, 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 you said you said trigger multiple times and you know, someone who is constantly talking about how they're only playing scouts. Um, <laughs> you have my attention. 
So yeah, this card is going to be going to be played um, in some capacity, at least a one of. Uh, and it, I think the coolest thing about the lore aspect. So this has been mentioned as far as like comments on the video, the reveal video of Rek'Sai or on the Twitter uh, where people are like, you know, one unique thing about Rek'Sai in the world of like League of Legends uh, was she was very unique, right? As far as her species, what she represented of that species, it was unique to her. So now with the card game expressing more of that lore, we're seeing things like Xerxareth, right? And other um, things in that species that says, okay, it's not just her, which is even more terrifying, but she is still the largest and most fearsome version of it. Think of her like a T-Rex while everything else is like a different version of dinosaur, like a raptor or et cetera, right? Hey, we're going to get all the dino fans, like everyone who went, took that deep dive into paleontology, like yeah. really getting on our case for saying T-Rex is the top. Um, oh, like, no. That, that's yeah. some Jurassic Park stuff. So disclaimer, we don't actually mean that. We're, we do pop culture stuff here. No beef, please. No beef. We we are not educated paleontologists. <laughs> I, can I can imagine but, me going for a walk and hearing, hey, we heard what you said. I heard what you said. T-Rex. <laughs> um, but, but, I mean, to your point, it's this is refreshing to see because what we're about to get into is very small. And the Rek'Sai is clearly, what well, first off, in size, not small. Um, but also <laughs> the what Rek'Sai represents and what is re truly under the sands of Shirima is much larger than what the people of Runeterra know. And the, these are like, you know, it's, we're calling the pack. And you think you're getting attacked by Rek'Sai and it turns out to be the Under Titan instead. Uh, there's a lot going on there that we just don't know about yet. And these cards, the more that we're going to get off of these cards, it's going to be exciting. We're, we're going to learn a lot from this. Yeah. yeah. Hype train. This Hype is why I'm on the train to Busan. All right. <laughs> so let's get let's get to the queen herself. Um, Rek'Sai's lore. There's not much of it. I mean, I mentioned we mentioned this at the top of the episode. Uh, essentially, it's it focuses on the fact that she's just a monstrous predator. She does have what's considered a territory in the Shurima region. It's not like Rexai's not everywhere all the time. She's just a monstrous thing that is a predator within this space. So, and and that being said, also you know we mentioned Zerxareth. She is considered the largest and most fierce known of her species. Um, hence her her being named right, uh, and 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 the other part of that when men, when Hetch mentioned you know being void a void being of sorts, uh, the appetite is unending. That's a scary part. There's no satisfying her hunger. It's she hunts, she feeds, and that's it. That's the loop. And if you get caught in the loop, I feel bad for you. Yeah, it, it, it's if you get caught in the loop, it's uh it's not a loop for you anymore. <laughs> like yeah you got caught in the loop but it is done like that's just how that goes <laughs> exactly so that's kind of the gist of how she's explained um there are more stuff to her like it's more about the experience around her think of think of Rexai almost like a natural disaster right it's something that you know is going to occur that's going to happen you have no control over it besides trying to avoid it 
the best you can. And that's what happens with a lot of traders and merchants and people in the area is they know where to avoid. And the people who do not know where to avoid usually get lured into her um, territory by like bandits or people who want to wish them harm because they don't know any better. And then, you know, Rex kind of takes over the rest of the work. Uh, the alley-oop, if you would, uh, <laughs> if you would incline. <laughs> but yeah, let's let's hop into the car. That's kind of what we want to talk about because it is very well implemented. I think a lot of people. So Rexai was the first one revealed of the batch of new three, and when people saw her, they're like, "Okay, this does it justice, right? This makes sense," which is no surprise, right? It's been really good at it so far um, with nailing these cards down. Uh, so she is a three cost to start or three cost to start, uh, three six. With Lurk. So Hatch already explained how Lurk works. And when I Lurk or attack, grant Lurker allies everywhere, plus one, plus zero, round end, place me into your deck. So that's what's pretty unique about her um, and makes sense when you know if you know her gameplay from League of Legends is that she gets in, does her stuff, and then gets out, right? Kind of recharges and comes back stronger than before. Uh, and that's very well represented here on the first half of the card. Yep. Uh, and, of course, we we got to say it. Three mana, three six, <laughs> no doubt. Stampy. St- stamp that dumpy. <laughs> it's Rek'Sai is probably at the top of the list right now. Uh, but I, I do like I do like the the stat line not just because of our jokes, but because the the fact that the round end is placing back in deck. It gives that tunneling effect from League of Legends, like you mentioned, but it's also uh, with the tunneling uh, that would give in League of Legends, it would increase your HP region. So instead of giving Rek'Sai regenerate, which would just kind of be boring at this point, like it's not that regenerate is a boring keyword. It's just more that we've gotten that on champions a lot already, like Garen, Trundle, uh, Flip Vladimir, like it it would be kind of more of the same. This is a nice way of like, you know, playing along with this lurk mechanic while also showing that you'd get that regenerate mechanic from the league of legends game. So I, I like this card already without even looking at the flip. So it, the flip has got to be boring, right? Or is this flip? Of course. Be, of course. This not. <laughs> oh, no, no, never mind. Never mind. The flip is scary as hell. <laughs> yeah. So, once uh, for her level up, once she's attacked with 10 plus power, and I'm not sure it says attacked. So, because of the past tense, I think it's cumulative. So, over time, um, I'm assuming they don't need you to attack with 10 power uh, because that would be, that would probably never happen uh, before the game's over. But once she does, she flips. And then she has Overwhelm tacked onto her Lurk ability. And she has, when I level up, create three random Lurkers in hand. And then she contains, she keeps the ability, when I Lurk or attack, grant Lurker allies everywhere, plus one, plus zero. And and the big thing as far as on this flip is, well, it's actually two things you have to consider. One, Overwhelm. The like any time that you're get, eliminating chump blockers, that's something that you have to keep in mind. Like that's you're gonna be in the back of your mind always. But the other thing is, uh, Rexai no longer has the um, the mechanic of going back in your deck after flipping. 
And if you somehow get to a point where you flip Rek'Sai only off of Lurk triggers, that means that you have a three mana 11-7 with Overwhelm on the board. You're, you, the opponent's got to answer that, Like, period. <laughs> There's, th- this is not up for discussion anymore. You have to answer this now. This is not a test. We this repeat. Is, this, this is, is not, not a, a test. Someone call Kevin Bacon and save us. <laughs> Footloose plays in the distance. Yeah, and th- this is also a uh, another sh- uh, you know callback to the previous card we spoke about, which was Call the Pack. Um, is with the level up, it's also create three random lurkers in hand. This goes back to us talking about how if you're giving aggro mechanics away to scale and to have a fighting chance in the late game, no one's going to be upset about that. Like, Well, no aggro player. Um, I'm sure anyone that's been wanting karma to have a chance to come back is just crying in a corner right now. But every aggro player is stoked for that because then it's, you know, you get to the point where you feel like you're running out of gas and all you flip Rek'Sai, all of a sudden you've got three cards in hand and a fighting chance again. And yeah. It's Ooh. this is going to be interesting to see how people jump into this. Uh, it's going to give us a lot of variance, a lot of it's going to it's going to shock the meta, which is good. The meta needs to be shocked. And it's, it, seeing these reveals so far has led credence to what the lore team has said about just give us a, give us some time, and we're gonna we're gonna make right what we kind of messed up in the Aurelia camp. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, they they nailed it with this one. So. Yeah, as far yeah, as far as that you know being the lore we have now, as as we said, we're going to return soon with some region specific stuff that will touch back on Rexi and more of the creatures in this space, and and we'll have more for you on, and, on that whole thing. And if you're front. if you're if you're someone that's kind of itching for a little bit more of Rexi, um, I do I would encourage you to make sure that you watch the the reveal videos that they did put out for Rek'Sai and some of the other Lurk cards. Um, it doesn't really give too much as far as the lore, but a, the coolest thing for me that they spoiled is the interactions that some of the champions have with seeing Rek'Sai, specifically the Shurima champions. So there's a moment where they show Rek'Sai hitting the board with Talia in play, and it really does kind of give, like, like Talia really helps to build that atmosphere that we are trying to build right now of yeah, Rek'Sai is the menace of Sharima. Everyone in Sharima knows about this and it's just like now everybody hold up. It's like that bad neighborhood dog, you know, the, the one that has bitten five kids already and somehow <laughs> hasn't been put down because the whole neighborhood's accepted it. It's that's what, that's what Rek'Sai is. Um, so that it, make sure you go watch those because it, 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 it's building the world, and we, that's what we want. We are, we are ready. Build it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the point in the episode where I usually have a question or a challenge for Hetch. Uh, since today's a little bit shorter, we're going to do two questions. Um, oh. I know, right? It, <laughs> this is unprecedented. Listen, we're at episode 48. Anything can happen these days. <laughs> We've made it this long. So the first one is a question that has been kicked around a good bit on the internet just for good fun, which is, does Rek'Sai count as a monster girl? Now, oh, when it I comes to you. games like League of Legends, <laughs> when it comes to this space, the concept of monster girls is 
constantly in flux on what qualifies and what doesn't. Um, we won't go too far down the rabbit hole. I'll give my opinion. I do not think she counts as a monster girl. I just think she's a monster. <laughs> there is no, besides her being recognized as a she, there's nothing that I look at. I'm like, oh, look at that. Look at that monster girl. That doesn't come to mind. You have to tell me it's a monster girl. And I think that immediately nullifies her from the conversation. I really dislike you. Do you know that? <laughs> Oh Lord! Um, so I, I, I have to agree with you on this one. Um, I, I do not view Rexai as a monster girl, because um, I also feel like it's one of those things of, um, it's one of those things where it's only a question that gets brought up because they slapped the word "her" on the champion when it was released. Uh, nobody was giving it a gender in the beginning until riot gave it gave her a gender and then it's just a thing of like okay well let's not misgender rexi then um so no i don't agree well i do agree that yeah. i don't think it is a that rexi is a monster girl i hesitate to do any research on this because <laughs> i grew up on the internet i am aware of rule 34 um so I'll let I'll let those people hash it out, and I will remove myself from this conversation. The experts, um, <laughs> <laughs> the experts. We're gonna get canceled. Uh, but for people who have done the research, uh, shout out to TB Skyen. He did a podcast. He has his podcast, and he did an episode in which he they went deep on this. And Rexide does come up. Check it out because it is an interesting space to think about from a design perspective oh, when it comes to these would. characters, and it's just fun. It's good fun, right? He would. <laughs> <laughs> so the second question, and the one that's more in line with what we usually ask here, is: You have three scenarios, and you have to choose one. Hedge, you can be stuck in the sky. So falling, being chased by a flying predator, you can be stuck on the ground, being pursued by a lurker, or you can be stuck in the ocean, being pursued by a swimming predator. All of them suck. Which one do you choose? I go first. Um, I, I, I don't know why, and this feels counterintuitive to how I thought my mind would work. I'm leaning towards falling, um, being chased by a sky predator because they all feel inevitable. So I don't want to give myself any hope when it comes to being able to escape. Like I'm just, when you're free falling, you're at the whim of the fall and the predator probably playing with you or whatever before it ends everything right whereas on ground and swimming i feel like you have a chance and that hope just makes it worse <laughs> <laughs> i know it sounds twisted but i'm, I'm really interested to see your view hey, on it. I, I don't view it as too twisted that's like the rip the band-aid mentality yeah yeah I, like I, I see where you're coming from uh for me i i have to think of it or like my brain kind of more goes to um because like it, it all does seem inevitable like you could argue that maybe being on ground isn't inevitable but it it it, it 
if, if we're talking about Rexai, <laughs> yeah. it still seems pretty inevitable, my guy. Um, so for me, it would have to be like, what would I be doing beforehand that would make it close to being worth it? So I would probably want to be in in the ocean with a, with a sea predator, yeah. Because then it's I like you know maybe at that in this scenario it would be a life at sea, and that that sounds nice to me, you know, just. On a boat, yeah, singing shanties, cleaning fish guts <laughs> under the sun with the salt on the air. Yeah, that wouldn't be too bad of a way to go. Okay, <laughs> okay, good answer. And as always, you you all at home, if you if you have a version of it, we're we're glad to hear it um, yeah. because we come up with these crazy concoctions. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we don't sleep at night. <laughs> what what? Why sleep when we can figure out? how to get away from a sky predator when you're just falling like what <laughs> like is there is there a scenario of falling where it's no longer inevitable like is there a shred of this hope because what if i'm like what if we're falling like through a ravine or something and then there's some kind of like overgrowth yeah and, you know, well let's say yeah you can say you have a parachute yeah and maybe like, a glider parachute and glider Okay, so then you know that's like a controlled space, and this is why we're yeah. up until five a.m. before <laughs> before we then go. Crap, are we still recording at our usual time? <laughs> so with that, as always, thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon, hopefully sooner. With hopefully the next episode. Soon. Yeah, and not a Noxus. Sorry, guys. <laughs> it won't be, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love y'all. <laughs> All right, take care, everybody.